Beaumont wants you to be able to afford your dream space, so they created Beaumont Max. Their maximum value, maximum quality tile range. Tiles under 20 and subways from under 30 bucks. Choose Beaumont Max today. Welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blaze for Beaumont Tiles. I choose Beaumont Tiles, you should too. For tiles, bathroom wear and now hard flooring. And yes, welcome along to Homestyle. I'm producer Jane Neild. It's your fortnightly check-in with the wonderful Shana Blaze, where we talk design, we talk DIY, we inspire you to perhaps take on a challenge around your home. And of course, Shana, interior designer, TV star, judge on the block, Country Home Rescue is a must-watch. And she produced a movie called The Fort Movie, which is screening now in Sydney and Melbourne. Still tickets available. And of course, we are here thanks to Beaumont Tiles, yes. Yes, tiles from just $19.95 at Beaumont's. Subways from $29.95. Beaumont's new maximum value, maximum quality range. And we all need a little bit of uh, maximum value and in our lives at the moment. Welcome, Shana, who you actually have your little puppy dog, Phoenix, in tow, who's been very well behaved in the studio already. Yes, we have our podcast friend. I'll take a photo of it and everyone can see that she's sitting here in the corner behaving very well. She's looking at me as though to say, really, is this what we're doing right now? <laughs> well, I guess she's a constant in your office and you, you know, sort of work work from home with the office around as well. And a lot of people still trying to struggle with maybe getting back into the office more regularly. I find it hard now I'm a dog owner to go, oh, really? Do I want to be in the city five days a week? So Phoenix, super lucky to have a podcasting slash design mum who can take her with. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, I'm really glad we're in a space that will allow us to do it. And I, I think that's the thing, like when... Um, I first got Phoenix, it was a case of like, she will be the office dog because it's just that beautiful warmth and comfort having, you know, a little animal around to care for and and then to sort of keep an eye on you. And she's sitting here at the moment, right at my feet, staring at me as though to say, we are one. Which is so cute. (laughs) Well, um, former Victorian Premier actually came out this week and said that um, government workers who don't come back to the office should actually get paid less which is very interesting. He's saying, well, why is it fair that, say, a nurse or a doctor or someone who can't work from home gets a similar salary when, you know, you're not paying for transport or anything? I think if that's going to happen and people are forced back into offices, I think the dogs are going to have to be perhaps a once a week addition. Mm. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, look, I agree. And I think that's the thing is that we, you know, working at home, it's all, it's not just about the comforts of home. It's about the lifestyle. And, you know, picking up and dropping off your kids from school was always one of those things years ago for flexible timelines. Um, Whereas now it's a reality that people just, it's mandatory that, well, I'm sorry, that I'm either going to do pick up or drop off because this is our lifestyle and we're not willing to compromise on that. Mm -hmm. But you think of the amount of animals that were bought and adopted through COVID (laughs) and they would have huge anxiety um, in the fact that they've only ever known someone to be around them for so long and all of a sudden they're going to be left all day, every day. It's, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of anxious dogs. So I think we need to sort of look at our lifestyles of how the animals work within the workplace too. Mm, Only good ones though, ones that don't bark and bite. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, mine just has a bit of a jumping issue at the moment, but we can swap that out. He's still a puppy. Uh, We are going 
going to be talking wallpaper this episode, Shana. And hashtag what would Shana do? We are loving the questions that are coming through from you, our Homestyle listeners. You can send us a listener question anytime via the email. And that's podcast at sen.com.au. We answer them thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Beaumont's new Beaumont Max Tile range starts at just $19.95. Anything you've been doing in the last couple of weeks, Shana, obviously uh, still finishing up on the block and... Busy, busy, busy for you, but any highlights? Look, I, I have to say I've been incredibly busy dashing all over the place and I think people would have heard from a while ago that um, I lost my voice and I got really sick because yes. I was doing <laughs> everything that I did pre-COVID in that craziness and I just went, oh, my God. So I think the highlights that I've been doing is focusing on my health, mm. focusing on um Friendships and focusing on getting around because when you're really sick, you can't see anybody anymore. You've got to keep yourself really sort of contained. So I think the exciting things that I've been doing is really honouring that work lifestyle that I want to do because it is never a balance. It is about honouring how are you going to fit health lifestyle into your full working environment. So mm. that's I think that's a really important thing that we don't tend to talk about. Do you know what? I think since COVID and you saying, you know, you were sick and you didn't see anyone, I reckon there is such a much higher level of respect for other people in our lives where I've had family events or social occasions that's like, I'm sorry, we're sick. We are not going to see anyone. I am sure, or do we just reimagine, you know, our past? But I'm sure that pre-COVID, people would come into the office or you'd go out to dinner and there'd be someone coughing and spluttering or you'd go to a family event and you're like, um, why, auntie so-and-so, did you not just cancel this? You're obviously under the weather. Do you feel as we design our lives, like you're saying, and start to work out that balance, that we're much more respectful of actually withdrawing and isolating when we're sick now than we were pre-pandemic? Yeah, and I think it's not even just about the respect. It was expected of us. I think that's the thing, like, you know, there's that old soldier on and that mentality, yeah, you know, that's you've got to so push last, through. the last decade, isn't it? It is, and, and I, I think that's sort of... Of our mentality shift and, you know, the younger generation totally get it. But I think anyone sort of over 30 is like, oh, no, you've got to push through, you've got to push through, you've got to push through. And yes, there are moments where you've got to push through, but when you actually got a fever and you actually got mm. something that other people can get sick from, yep. uh, no, that's completely changed. And thank goodness, because we, you know, you think of the amount of people that die from influenza and has other complications is that we're told to sort of, you know, take a couple of days lying down or if you take more than one day off work, you know, you're really taking advantage of something. Mm. Whereas, you know, we've got to be really honouring that um, we have something that could be infectious. So we've just got to be really careful of how we give it to somebody else, not just about ourselves. Did you manage to get to all of your block commitments though? Because I mean, there's one thing to be sick and not able to do stuff, but there's another thing when you have an entire crew and television production set up relying on you. So was there any rescheduling or did you make it? No, I made it. Well, the <gasps> thing is I lost well I lost my voice the night before filming. Like it it was too late to reschedule. So I literally was that morning a, a, a wing and a prayer hoping that something yeah. would come out when I opened my <laughs> voice. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. I keep saying I was a wharfie smoking 80 cigarettes a day. Um, and then the weekend after that was when the next one, and it was quite weak and fragile, but I, you know, with my singing background and my vocal exercises and knowing over the years with public speaking of how to treat myself and what to do. And yep. a lot of it is to stay silent and stay mute 
unless you have to speak. Yeah. And um, I think now that we live in a post-COVID world, it's really easy to be silent. Oh, I don't and know if you can hear Phoenix, but just she's, as, she's as you said that, Phoenix is like, no, it's not. I'm trying to be quiet here. Oh, lovely. You are listening to Homestyle, of course, thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Tiles from just 1995. At the moment, the subway's from 2995. It's their new maximum value, maximum quality range. Well, I was a little excited, Shana, to see that wallpaper is back. With a vengeance, of course, on your wonderful uh, Instagram account, which I do follow with interest, you've launched a wallpaper range. So can you tell us about this? I mean, I'm going to say I have memories of wallpaper. I've spoken about it before. You know, my childhood house was just full on sunflowers, bright, 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 you know, really bold choice by my mum in the 70s. And then it kind of fizzled out and you'd go to people's houses and go, oh, really? Still got wallpaper, have we? Where are we at in the cycle? And what inspired you to actually do a wallpaper range? Well, I I think the thing is with uh, all the the wallpapers of the past, it was overwhelming. The colours were browns and yellows and reds and they were meant to just like be over the top. And so it it really put this scared part in people's mouth and some of them mm. were flocked in the fact that they had like, you know, 3D, then they had Texture, vinyl. like almost velvet. Exactly. I remember, yes, rich people's houses I went to, it's like, wow, there's gold in there, there's like velvet, you could touch it, it was all textured. <laughs> and and then also trying to take it off the walls, you'd actually gouge the walls out. And so I can't even imagine the amount of steamers that I've used privately, got builders to use, how I've done in selling houses, is getting rid of this wallpaper. And that really turns a lot of people off. The things that's changed is a technology of how we produce wallpaper. It's a lot thinner. It's a The paste is different. And also there's peelable. So the application, one, is completely different. Two, you literally can have whatever you want. So when I wanted to design some wallpaper, I went with Urban Road because I've created my um, art collection with them and it was inspired by Country Home Rescue because I'm like, well, I want to do wallpaper, so why don't I just design it myself? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where it came from. And, you know, that Instagram post that you were talking about uh, was about my bee wallpaper. So tell me about the bee fascination. Look, bees is something about renewal. I've I've always wanted to have beehives and I've always loved the fact that I'm not a big honey person, but it's about what they do for the environments, the intelligence of them. It's about their worker bees. It's what they symbolise. There's so much about that that is is power, renewal, community and home. And Mm. so designing the wallpaper with bees in it was putting all those aspects of home and sense of your own power, but also community. And that was a lot of things that was really about the show. It was about the house. And so I wanted it in my room and I wanted it subtle. So the design of that means that the the bees are quite small. When you look at them, they could like look like small polka dots. And then it comes in a range of colours, but they're not bold colours. They're quite subtle. Um, So that's probably the most subtle out of all of them. And then I wanted to design something for Olive. So I wanted to, you know, I was looking at all animals and most of the animals we have are in forests and the Africans. So I wanted to make sure we had Australian animals. So it's all based on our native animals. And again, it's subtle. So it's one of those ones that it doesn't sort of 
throw out to you. You can cover all the walls. Um, but then there was the other part of like murals are very big in the fact mm. that, you know, you, you're working on the, the beautiful um, murals that you have over in France, in Italy. And I wanted to bring that sense of history to Kyneton as well. So it was very self-serving, but at the same time, it's something that I know will work with lots of people. Yeah, I think that's really interesting that you're picking up on, you know, that like, just choosing certain things that are designed. I tried to choose a birthday card yesterday. I'm like, nothing speaks to me. <laughs> and you think how many cards are out there? There was so many. I spent half an hour and finally got a rather chunky one. But it's like exactly you've gone, okay, this is the feeling, but I'm not seeing that in the choices that I have, so perhaps I can do it myself. Um, for all our aspiring wannabe designers out there, though, can you tell me exactly where you start? Did you literally sit down with a pen and paper, or are you onto a computer program, or are you just talking to a, a visual graphic designer and saying, hey, I want bees, can you tweak that? Like, How do you actually start that process of designing wallpaper? I'm not a graphics person, so mm -hmm. that's out of it. Okay. Um, the, the great thing is that I, you know, people say, where do you get your inspiration? I gather it over time. It's not just like, this is the one thing I want, so I'm going to gather that inspiration. And I knew the bees had to be a certain look and feel. So I, I went through lots of photos of bees. I went through lots of um, silhouettes of bees mm. and just going through everything that was there. And then I worked with Susie, who's an amazing artist, and we sat down and we we worked out, you know, the different type of bee, the look, the feel. We went through quite a few different uh, looks and feels till we came on with this one. Mm. Then it was about the sizing. How big is the bee? How small is the bee? How wide apart are they? What's the pattern? So it, it's it's not just about the bee in the end. It's about pattern. It's about impact. It's about whether it's forward, whether it's back. Mm. So there's a lot of things to work out in balance, scale, colour, design and how you feel. Mm. And then do you get like a, a sort of proof made up and then do you take it to your house and go, okay, I thought it would be sort of bee focused, but now I'm realising the scale isn't right. When I walk in, I can't even tell if they're dots or bees or, you know, is that sort of thing that you can go back to the drawing board then? Oh, absolutely. And I think the thing is, you know, because uh, Susie's team is so good on computers, then they can make it into a room. So they'll have the oh. sizes and, and do a couple of couple of room scales and then we do samples and then the samples are sent to me and then I I work with those samples and I look at them, I feel them, we touch them and then we work out what's going to be the right thing. So, you know, it, it can take quite a few months. It's not mm. just the idea of saying, you know, you see a lot of stuff, you know, people do on Canva, oh, I'm just going to take that picture, I'm going to do that and here we go, bang. Yeah. It, it's completely different and it, it really is one of those things that takes time because you're going to sit with it for a very long time. Well, that was actually a question I had because, I mean, you've sort of mentioned that the materials are different, the adhesives are different now. But for me, I reckon a lot of people would be hesitant perhaps to do a wallpaper wall, because it's an investment. Like, you know, do you actually know? Is there a comparison between paint cost to paint a focus wall or focal wall um, and wallpaper? Is it more expensive to do wallpaper or can it almost be on par with, you know, really good quality paint? No, no, no. Wallpaper is definitely more expensive yeah. because you've got the labour, but it depends whether uh, you're going to do the labour yourself. Yeah. And the impact is so different to what paint is. And... The great thing is wallpaper, you can do one wall, two walls, all the walls. Mm. So it depends on that feel that you want. 
Um, in Olive's room, I did all the walls because it was very subtle. In my room, I did all the walls because it's very subtle. Whereas the big mural that I was talking about, that went along two walls because yep. that was a massive focal point. So it's about the balance again of where you put it to create that focal point. Um, look, I think I think in the end, wallpaper now is so cost effective and it depends whether you get a professional to put it up or you give it a go yourself. And that's the same with paint as well. Mm. You know, we all say paint is DIY, but I'm telling you now, some you really know a professional finish yeah, and you really know the prep, whether it's been done right or wrong. And yep. if you're not good at prep, I guarantee get a professional in because if you don't do the prep right for even your wallpaper, if you're not prepping the wall right, you see everything. Mm. So wallpaper is also unforgiving. Okay, so perhaps not, you know, as cheap as, yes, slapping on some paint yourself. But do you think people are put off by the fact that what if we don't like it or what if we want to change it in a couple of years? I mean, I guess you could change it now if it's easy enough to peel off. It is. Like, you know, I keep saying paint's not for life. You can Mm. change it, a colour. The wallpaper... The way it is now, unless you're going for the creme de la creme, you can change it every couple of years. And I think people get so scared of like, what if I get bored with it? Most people don't change anything for a minimum five years. Oh, really? Because if you yeah. get it right, you've got the feeling right. And that's the thing. Taking your time to work out the look and the feel is means that you don't have to change it often. Because, you know, and I say this so much, is what do you room to what do you want the room to give back to you? Mm. You don't start with what's the look and feel that I want. What do you want that emotion? What do you want that feeling? What do you want the gift of the room to give back to you as a family, you as an individual um, is really important. And once you get that right, like you can have it for 10 years and still fall in love with it every day. Mm. I find it interesting, though, that our sense of value in some things, like, you know, a lot of people will buy clothes on sale that they never end up wearing or there's that thing of like, you know, how much is this coat? How many times will I wear it? Divide it. And then you know what the value is. Mm. But in a way, I think, you know, you can easily spend $500 going out to dinner a couple of times a year, yeah. three times a year, but you wouldn't decide to change the wallpaper that cost you a couple of thousand dollars. Like, I think it is strange how maybe with fixed things like our home design, we're way more rigid in being worried if we get it wrong because we can't change it because it's expensive but we'll blow money on lots of other stuff. You're so right. (laughs) The entertainment, the travel. um, Taylor Swift tickets. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And it's you feel, you think about, what's that joy that you get from going to the concert? What's the joy that you get on your travel? What's the joy of going out for dinner? How can you capture that same joy that you Mm. feel that when you walk into your home? And And I remember decades ago when I didn't have a lot of money and, you know, offered to go on a couple of holidays. And it was it was the decision of, is, am I going to spend that on a holiday or am I actually going to do an outdoor area yep. that I can enjoy for the next 15, 20 years? Yep. And to me, the investment in your home and your space always went over the top of holidays. Mm. And that's probably because holidays weren't our thing as a family that in my mind, it's like, oh, why would I waste that money? I love travelling. Please don't anyone think I don't love travelling. <laughs> but when you're putting money into an, a room, that's an investment. And sometimes a weekend away is the same as doing up a room with wallpaper. Mm. So yeah. if you go for a weekend away, add all the costs of your petrol, the, the accommodation, um, meals, things that you've seen, 
and you've invested that for one weekend, but you don't think of those memories for the next 12 months. So you tend to go on maybe two or three long weekends in a year. So maybe go away for two long weekends and the other one invest into your home that you can enjoy for a minimum of a year. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. We're going to talk about travel and uh, the FOMO some of us are having uh, with travel at the moment. So we'll pick up on that theme. Shana, can you actually use artwork with wallpaper? Because I sort of feel like I'd be overwhelmed trying to decide whether or not artwork, wallpaper, too much, too busy, too many things going on. I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I think a lot of people might be thinking, well, you put the wallpaper in and that's it. Don't need to spend any money on any kind of artwork. Look, I think it's definitely for the brave and it's definitely something that takes a very good artistic eye. So the layperson, somebody that just thinks, oh, could I, couldn't I? Um, I'd be really careful because the thing is that it's – what we're talking about before, it's balance of colour, balance of scale, balance of mood. I think if anyone wants to be inspired, like the NGV has the most incredible exhibition at the moment of Pierre Bernard, and they engaged an interior designer, India Mahadvi. I apologise if I haven't said that right. I'm not sure how to say her last name. Um, but it's on display till the 8th of October at NGV in Melbourne, and it is this incredible a display of art from the 1910s of, you know, this beautiful impressionist, there's lots of colour, there's lots of movement, there's still life as well, and the wallpaper that is designed to go with it. So the wallpaper is designed of the colour balance of the art. So Mm. the starting point is the piece of art. So if you want to mix the two, you have to start with the artwork. You can't find the wallpaper, then try and find the art that will match it. Oh, really? So you reckon that would be almost an impossible task? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Because in the end, what happens is the artwork is the focal point. So if you've got a massive wall that's wallpaper and you have a small piece of artwork, the artwork is the focus. So if people don't want to have a gallery wall, if they don't want to have like, you know, a really huge expensive piece of art, putting wallpaper on the wall with the piece of art in front of it is so cost effective. So there's a couple of ways you can do it. Like the exhibition we were just talking about is very bold, Mm. but you could go for textured wallpaper or the beautiful sort of linens and seed grass. They're beautiful ones that have quite a beautiful texture that makes the wall lift, but then a piece of artwork on it makes it really sophisticated. Mm. And I think that's the point of difference. You can go bold, sophisticated, engaging. It's... It's something that I really want people to have a look at this exhibition to work out how they would go about it because you don't have to have a lot of artwork. So you could have this gorgeous little investment piece Mm. and have wallpaper that works with it and it actually makes that artwork more engaging and makes it feel more expensive. Oh, fantastic. Oh, the, there you go. The Bonnard Exhibition at the NGV. You've got plenty of time to get to Melbourne if you aren't uh, listening from Melbourne. And big uh, welcome to all of our listeners. I can see on our podcast stats people from all over the world listening, Shana. So Absolutely. <laughs> great to have you here on Homestyle. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Tiles are from just nineteen ninety five. At the moment, the subs, Subway's from twenty nine ninety five. It's their new maximum value, maximum quality range. We've got a little listener question to get to in just a moment. 
moment. But we did speak of travel there, Shana. I um, am the producer of a podcast called Don't Shoot the Messenger with uh, two wonderful journalists, Corey Perkin and Caroline Wilson, who I hope we've got plenty of listeners, and I know we do, who listen to Don't Shoot the Messenger and Homestyle. We recorded an episode the other day. I was stuck in the Melbourne studio. Caro was in Lake Como and Corey was in Florence. And I've been tortured by their Instagram for the last two weeks because they are doing the European summer over there while we're in the midst of a Melbourne winter. But it's a huge, every second post I see, someone's in Italy or Greece at the moment. I totally agree. You just sit there and go, are you serious? And the weather is absolutely off the charts. So do you expect to have this whole host of people coming back from their little European sojourns, uh, Shana, and going, all right, that's it. I'm finally going to incorporate some of the inspiration that I might have seen in a hotel or in a place I've been and wanting to actually maybe do some design work or upgrades or renovations to their homes based on travel inspo is is that a big thing absolutely it was always it's always been a thing when people travel to want to recreate that magic and that feel. And most people used to do it more with their clothes and, you know, they'd come home with a Bing Tang singlet or a, a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt from Hawaii, but that didn't quite fit once you got home. So the essence of the holiday is completely different to real life. So how you adapt it and what you do is really You've got to be careful and also not to make it fully thematic in the fact that I'm going to be having an Italian sort of look and feel with everything that's in there. It's just a couple of elements that you take with it to sort of create that feeling of what you want to do. Mm. And um, I, I talked about it in Country Home Rescue. So if anyone wants to know that part of it, my master ensuite was from when I went to Marrakesh. Oh, this is the tiles, isn't yeah. it? Describe it for listeners who might not have seen the show. So the floor floor tiles have a Moroccan pattern. So the Moroccan pattern is highly patterned, but it's done in quite a beautiful monotone look. So it's it's not overwhelming in colour and print, which is what a lot of Moroccan tiles can Mm, be. And they look incredible because most of them are in this vast riads. They're in these vast areas and they have the history that goes with it. So Mm. it actually makes sense. But in our modern homes, it it might be a little bit over the top in your cotton home. (laughs) Exactly. But then also um, while I was over there, there was this beautiful pool looking over to the Atlas Mountains and it had this sense of calm and serenity that I wanted to take home with me. So rather than basing it on the Atlas Mountains, I based it on the beautiful colour of the pool that I was in and it was Mm. this gorgeous, gorgeous green and then I went that next step deeper and and made it more emerald and then I had it in a gloss tile so it reflected like water. So that way I had two parts of Morocco together. So I had Marrakesh and I had the Atlas Mountains. And so then on the wall where the fireplace was, I hand painted it to make it feel like an aged wall. And it made sense in the house because it's 1890. Mm. So all those three elements come together, but it makes the bathroom unique. It doesn't make you feel like you walk in and you go, 
instantly I have been taken to a Riyadh in Morocco. Yeah. I've yeah. been. It's in- not a cut and paste. Exactly. Yeah. So they're the things to do. So look at some of the patterns and maybe not match the colour to it. Maybe look at the colours and put that in another way. So, it, you know, it's all those yellows and those fields of um, sunflowers. What, what's the way that you can bring that field of openness of sunflowers without having sunflowers. So it might be, you know, if we're staying in a bathroom, it might be that your vanity can have a pop of bright yellow Mm. in the vanity and all the rest of it is just soft and linens and there might be some beautiful sumptuous, you know, one or two green towels or you might have a beautiful plant there with greenery. Mm. That's all you need to do. So that's your escape of when you walk in and you go, ah, I remember that time I was in Tuscany. Yeah, the sunflower yellow. Love it. And uh, if you are listening in transit or perhaps uh, while on a holiday, well, half your luck. Uh, Shane, are you getting out of the country anytime soon? Look, I don't know. It all comes down to the diary, but I would. I went to America earlier this yeah, year for the right. movie yeah. and I'm hoping I can at least go to a, a holiday that has sun. Because the last couple of holidays I've been on were meant to have sun and they didn't have sun. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if if I go to a holiday and it's meant to be sunny and I turn up and it's cloudy, uh, I'm the jinx. I'm the common denominator. <laughs> well, I need a new septic tank. So my holiday to uh, the Gold Coast this year got completely kiboshed by the uh, budget for renovating. Oh, no. have to say, though, shout out to Luxury Escapes, who I do um, some work here with at SEN. My son and I got two nights at the Move and Pick, the ice cream hotel in Melbourne. It's quite new, very well designed, amazing artwork oh. throughout, uh, free ice cream for kids. Uh, but two nights in the city, no dog, no dishes, no cooking. And I felt like I'd been away for a week. And which, it's based around ice cream. Well, it's the same company who makes the the ice cream. It's oh, a, it's a Swedish ice cream God. company. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that's just part of it. But, you know, indoor pool, the sauna, the spa, the king size bed and the luxury of not having to do any household chores. I'm saying staycations are still very hot right now. If, like me, you don't have the budget to go overseas. I absolutely <laughs> love that because the thing is, like, you know, you're saying you've got the um, the pool, you've got ice cream, you've got the yep. city, you've got an escape. Just getting out of your home yes. is an escape. Yes. But the fact you can say to the kids, we're off to an ice cream holiday, <laughs> hello. They have a, a daily chocolate hour where you just oh. get to... All you can eat chocolate. It was, oh my it was God. pretty good. Hang on. Can you hear this? <laughs> That's me Googling right now. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was a good deal via luxuryescapes.com as well. So thank you to the team there. Um, we've got time for one little quick listener question. You can send us yours to podcast at sen.com.au. We're going to answer them thanks to Beaumont Tiles and their new Beaumont Max Tile range starting at 1995. Uh, this one from Sam. Help, we're painting the outside of our home as a rule. Should baseboards on a weatherboard house be darker than the house colour? So this is when you've got a, a weatherboard house mm. with, I guess it's lifted up. There's crawl yep. space underneath. Yeah. Is there a rule, Shana? I'm going to say no. no. There are no rules. I think when we used to have sort of federation houses, that used to be quite the rule of having the darker boards. And oh, so darker, low and Lighter high. Absolutely. And ah. and the reason for having the dark is that you can see through it and also having plants. And ah. so if you most of the time you have plants in front of it and you're hosing it. And ah. so the dirt lifts up onto the baseboards. So yes. it comes down to what is in front of the baseboards. So 
if you have plants in front of you that uh, you will tend to sort of the dirt will lift and the dust. Yep. It, a good idea just to go a couple of tones darker so that you don't see the dirt. Not from, every single splash that's of That's all mud. it is. Ah. It, that's the only reason. And also the darkness behind there is that it means if you're having white ones, you see it all dark lines. But if you're having it darker and you've got the gaps, it doesn't tend to have that definitive line right. in there as well. Okay. So hopefully those tips will make you work out whether you want them dark or lighter. There's no rule, but there's practical reasons of why they are. Oh, very good. Uh, Sam, I hope that has given you some inspiration for the uh, large job of painting the exterior of a home. Shana, that's it for this week. Of course, Is you that, can... Is that it? Oh, my God, so quick. <laughs> you can send us a question, podcast at sen.com.au. You can follow Shana on Instagram, Facebook, and on her website. You can check out her columns in Stella magazine. Of course, we're still waiting to see when the block is going to hit our screens. Coming Shana, soon. lots of listener questions for next episode then because the emails are coming in thick and fast. So looking forward to that. And we will catch you on Homestyle in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles. The new Beaumont Max Tile range starts at just $19.95. Thanks, Shana. My pleasure as always. Thanks for listening to Homestyle with Shana Blaze for Harris Scarf. Shop in store or online today. Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices and Beaumont Tiles. I choose Beaumont Tiles, you should too. For tiles, bathroom wear and now hard flooring.